I want to preach a word about being stretched. <laughs> okay, being stretched. Who's being stretched at the moment? Well, you feel like you're being stretched. I don't know about you, but I feel that way every day, like, ah, being stretched. And, um, you know, stretching's not a bad thing all the time. Stretching can be a very, very good thing, especially if it's related to exercise. You know, if you're going to do some exercise, whether it's strenuous or not, it's best to do stretching first because it, um, it gets you ready for the real thing. Uh, one of my brothers hadn't played football for quite a few years and, you know, he's, he was probably 40-something and thought, felt like he was 20-something and thought, I'm going to get out and have a game of football. He didn't stretch properly and he totally pulled his hamstring muscles, so he was in a lot of pain. So stretching can be very good um, to prevent pain. But sometimes, actually, stretching can cause pain. You know, if you overstretch or overdo it, you can feel pain too. Who's done stretching and felt pain? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but I have. But I want to talk about spiritual aspects of stretching. And sometimes we're stretched spiritually and we stretch ourselves. Sometimes other people stretch us or situations or circumstances stretch us. And sometimes God actually stretches us. Why does stretching happen? Sometimes because we make bad decisions, you know? But other times it's because God wants us to grow. And if you stretch, there's more capacity, more room for good stuff, okay? So God wants us to grow through stretching and to learn more about Him. So I want to go through a few verses here about stretching. And like I said, um, Stretching is good for us. In the book of 1 Kings, there was um, a prophet named Elijah, and there was a famine in the land. And God said, I want you to go to this particular widow and ask her for food. So he would have been thinking, she's a rich widow, she must have food. And so he comes to this woman and she says this, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. So he said, give me some water, give me some bread. And she said, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. Okay? And we've looked at this story before, but we're looking at a different angle. So she's basically saying, your God told me that I have to provide for you. And so he's asking for bread. She said, I don't have any bread. I've only got a little bit of flat, like a handful of flour. Have you ever made bread or a cake or something? You've only got a little handful of flour? That's not going to make much, okay? She said, I've got a handful of flour and a little bit of oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. So she said, I've got a bit of bread, a bit of oil. I'm getting some sticks. I'm going to make a fire. I'm going to make a little bit of bread. I'm going to cook it. And there's just enough for my son and me. Only just enough. But not enough to keep us alive because we're going to eat it. And then we're going to die. 
So she's basically saying, I've got enough food for one woman, one child, but here we've got a grown man <laughs> with a big appetite and he's asking for it. So she is in a really stretched position. She's being stretched beyond her limit. She wants to provide a, a meal, a last meal for herself and her son. And yet this man is really stretching her beyond her limits. God has stretched her beyond her limits by even requiring this of her. But what did she do? She went away and she did it. Because Elijah said, if you do it, you'll be blessed. She went away and she did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her whole household ate for many days. Not just one meal, but many days. The bin of flour was not used up. Nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord. So when the Lord speaks something to you, or challenges you with something, and you think that's just not possible, but you obey anyway, there is going to be an incredible blessing there. She was stretched beyond her limit. She couldn't stretch the food. But God did. And sometimes we can't stretch things or make it work, but God can. So we need to learn to obey the Lord in the times of stretching because he will take care of every little detail. Every little detail. There's many, many ways that God stretches us, okay? She was stretched way beyond her limit. Sometimes we're stretched in our attitudes and our behaviours. Sometimes we need to stop something. Sometimes we need to start something. Sometimes we need to say something. And other times we need to say nothing at all. We need to be like the Lord. And in the book of Matthew, he was making this known. And to be like Jesus will take a stretch. He said this to the disciples. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbour and hate your enemy. That's easy. Love your neighbour, hate your enemy. That's easy. But he said, I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. And do good to those who hate you. In other words, it's just the opposite. That's very stretching. Very stretching. It's easy to hate your enemies and it's easier to love your neighbours. Okay? But to love your enemies, to bless those who curse you, and to do good to those who hate you, that's very difficult. Actually, sometimes it's even hard. It's even hard to forgive those that we care about. Family and friends, when they hurt us, sometimes it's hard to forgive them. So how much harder is it to forgive your enemies, to love your enemies, to pray for them? Not easy, not easy. But he's saying, 
I want you to do that. He says, pray for them. How do you love them? Not necessarily huggy huggy, but pray for them. Pray for them that they won't remain your enemy. Pray for them that they won't be spiteful. Pray for them that they won't be hateful. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Pray that they won't be persecutors. Why? That you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, so that we represent the Lord well, so that we are like Jesus. That's what we're called to be, Christ-like. We're not called to be rich and successful. We're called to be like Jesus. Okay? And then he says this, For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? So he's not only saying that you represent the kingdom well, you represent the king well, he's saying there's a reward. There's a reward. And when you do the right thing, there is a reward. You know, when you do the right thing, you feel good, don't you? When you do the wrong thing, guess what? You feel bad. We all know what it's like to feel that. So he's saying, if you operate in this manner, you will have reward. Even though it will stretch you. It will stretch you. He said there will be reward. There will be. One of the biggest stretchings, I think, and probably everyone would agree, would be the financial stretch. When it comes to money, okay? When it comes to money, it's one of the toughest stretches there is. Why? Because when we don't have enough money, it's very stressful. Yeah? We can all relate to that. Why? Because we need food. We need shelter. We need to pay the rent. We need to pay the bills. We need to pay school fees. We need to pay for the kids' education. We need to pay for our future. These are all real things, okay? And when we don't have enough finances and we're stretched, it's a challenge. We can all relate to that. Some have more money than others, but when you don't have it, you feel it. But we need to learn how to be a giver, okay? Not to withhold, but to release. When I have less than I want or I need, I have a, per for me personally, I give more. It's like I'm challenging the enemy and God says, prove me. When you give to the Lord, he says, prove me, he proves himself. Proverbs 11 says, there's one who scatters or gives, releases, but increases more. And there's one who withholds more than is right. And it leads to poverty. When people hold to themselves, when they're afraid to give, when they're afraid to lose, they have poverty. They might have a bit of money, but they'll have poverty. They'll be lacking in peace. They'll be lacking in trust. They'll be lacking in so many areas of their lives when they withhold. They're stingy, they're fearful, they're anxious. But people who are generous and giving and are allowing themselves to be stretched out regardless of their financial situation will increase more. 
That's what the Word of God says. That's what the Bible says. Sometimes we think, you know what, I can't afford to give. We cannot, can't afford not to give. And, you know, Jesus showed this when he told the story about the woman with the two mites, the two coins. He pointed it out to his disciples. She couldn't afford to give that, but she couldn't afford not to give it. She scattered. She gave. She released it. And then the increase came back to her. The attention was on her. Jesus used her as an example of generosity and faith. And she would have been blessed because of what she gave. She didn't withhold, she released it. When you release it to the Lord and trust him, the provision will be there and the increase will come. Amen? What else can we be stretched with? Time. Time. There's never enough time. Do you feel like time is just speeding by? I mean, it's August. Time is just speeding by and you think, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to sleep. I don't have enough time to rest. I don't have enough time for getting my job done or my assignments done. I don't have enough time to finish this project at work. I don't have enough time to catch up with friends. Yeah? Well, God can help you even with time. Look what he did for Joshua. They're in the middle of a battle against the enemies of God's people. And this is what Joshua did. In front of all the people, this is what he did. He spoke to the sun. He said, sun, stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Agilon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. The sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. Can you imagine? The sun's there when you wake up in the morning and it's still there at the end of the day. Time stood still. God gave them enough time to defeat their enemies. There has been no day like that before it or after it. Okay, I don't want to go into this story, but what's the point I'm making here? God is in control of time. God is in control of eternity. God is in control of time. If you feel pressed for time, take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like there's not enough time. In certain days, I feel pressured. I feel stretched. I don't have enough time. And I say, Lord, make this hour feel like five hours. Let me get this done in time. And I don't know how it happens, but it does. Sometimes at night when you can't sleep and you know you've got to get up in about four hours and you know you need eight hours of sleep to, to work through the day, I say to the Lord, I know there's only four hours left, but give me eight hours worth of sleep in that time. And I wake up and I feel like I've had eight hours sleep. Take it to the Lord because he's in control of time, okay? I don't know how that happened and I don't know how sometimes I wake up after a few hours sleep and feel like I've had eight hours and go fine through the day. Take it to the Lord. 
when you feel stretched in your finances, when you feel stretched with time, when you feel stretched and finding it hard to forgive somebody. Take it to the Lord, okay? The next thing I wanted to talk about was patience. <laughs> patience. Who feels like their patience is stretched? Many, many times. If you've got kids, you'll feel it. Yeah? If you're in a work situation where there's deadlines and pressures, you will feel stressed. You will feel like your patience is really being tested. But we've got to allow the Lord to increase our patience, to show kindness, to take time. You know, when I was looking at this, I thought, hmm, who, who showed patience? Who showed kindness? I think the Good Samaritan did. I think the Good Samaritan did. Because he could have thought, you know, I'm not going to stop. Nobody else has stopped for this person in need. I'm, I, I, I'm not going to stop either. But he kept going. He kept going. He saw this person in need. And then he showed kindness. He showed patience. He picked him up. He took him. He cared for him. He watched over him. Made sure everything was okay. He could have thought, you know what? I've got a business meeting. I've got stuff to do. But he wasn't. He was patient and he was kind. You know, one of the most patient people in the Bible apparently was Job. You heard the saying, the patience of Job? When all, when all things were going really badly for him and then his friends turned on him and were blaming him. It's all your fault. What did you do wrong? He was patient with them. He was patient. And he waited for God. And right at the end, after 42 chapters, it said God told him, pray for your friends. He did. That could have stretched him. He prayed for his friends. And then God blessed Job. Because of his patience to wait for the healing to come from the Lord. To wait for the breakthrough to come from the Lord. You know, the Bible's full of people who were stretched in their patience. Moses and Joseph, so many of them. Paul, Jesus, all stretched, and yet they were patient and waited for God. Another thing in our giving and our generous spirit, when we're capable of doing something and yet we don't do it, you know, God will stretch us sometimes in our gift and our talents and our abilities. And this young man, this rich young ruler, came to Jesus and basically said, all these things I've kept in the law, I've kept them from my youth. What do I still lack? He's like, something's missing in my life. Something's missing. I've got all these things, I've done all this stuff, but something is still missing. And Jesus said this to him, if you want to be perfect, and that doesn't mean if you are perfect, it means if you want to be complete, you want to be full, you want to feel satisfied, you want to feel like nothing's missing. Go and sell what you have and give it to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. 
Now this is a very stretching. <laughs> He's thinking, I've spent all this time being obedient and doing all these things. Now I've got everything I need and you're telling me to give it away, to sell it? And I'll have treasure in heaven? What does that mean? I've got treasure on earth and that's what I need. Jesus said, no, no, come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. He was really sad because he knew he couldn't do it. He wasn't going to allow the stretching. He was going to withhold. He wasn't going to release and let it go. He was going to withhold. He went away sorrowful for he had great possessions and he wasn't going to let go. He wasn't going to allow that stretching and even more increase and reward to come. He wanted to hold on to what he had. He wanted to hold on to what he had. He would not allow the stretching to come. And one of the main things, the last thing I'm going to say is what's, what's going to stretch us? The stretching of our faith. Yeah? Our faith is stretched. All of these people, their faith was stretched in one way or another. The woman with the food, the woman with the two mites, all of these, the man with his possessions, there was a stretching for all of them. But in Hebrews it says this, Paul said, the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. This is what the Lord said. The just live by faith. But if anyone holds back, shrinks back, falls back, holds on, won't allow that stretching to come, my soul has no pleasure in him. But then Paul says this, but we're not of those who draw back. We're not like that. He's encouraging them. He's saying we're not those who withhold. We're not those who are afraid. We're not those who shrink back. We're those who live by faith. We don't draw back to perdition, but we believe. We're of those who believe to the saving of the soul. He's saying we're not afraid of challenges. We're not afraid of being stretched. We want to grow. We're not anxious about anything. We will allow that stretching to come. Jesus allowed the stretching to come. He allowed the tests and the challenges and he passed every one of them. And he wants us to be the same. Let that growth come. Let the stretching come. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. So the question is this. What area of your life, what area of our lives does God want to stretch us in? What area? Let's close our eyes and just allow the Lord to speak to us right now. Lord, what area of my life needs to stretch? What area of my life needs stretching?
do I need more time in prayer? Do I need to read your word? Am I being stretched to be more generous? Am I being stretched to be more patient or forgiving? Lord, we don't want to go away sorrowful and holding back like that young man. We trust you. We are those who live by faith. So Lord, whatever stretching that comes in our lives, it's for our good. So that we enlarge our capacity to contain more, to be more, and to do more for you. So we thank you for it. We thank you for it. Your grace is sufficient for us in everything, even in the challenges and the stretching. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, have an awesome week. Bye to everyone online. Say hi to somebody and have a great week. Thank you.